summer, destroyed a racket. Uh... Beltone Hearing Aid Center presents The Drive. Ready, ready. The Drive. Elmore deep, left side three, it's good! From 30 feet, John Elmore! The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome to the Monday edition. It's The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Today we are coming to you live from the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. The Monday special always, the $1.50 bottles and $2 call shots. Coming up today on the program, we're going to take a look back at Marshall's 32-16 win over Eastern Kentucky. Plus, we'll have interviews from earlier today at Player Day. And don't forget, Dave Walsh joins me now as well from the Union. And we got a lot to get into today, Dave, yes. about that game on Saturday. A ugly win, but it was a win, and Marshall is now 2-0. That's all you need to know about the ugliness of that win. Well, the last part of it, too, they need to know about you and I taking one for the team, getting to our car from their press box. You want to talk about that? that was, Let's uh, talk about I that. I hung my clothes up when I got home, and I'm, we were both soaked, and we took it for the team, but that's part of the territory, and both of us have umbrellas in the car. Very smart, so, aren't we? <laughs> here's what happens. We get out, and then it's coming look at sideways. It, the rain is coming down. It's hurricane level just about. And then from Herd Zone and from Marshall Athletics, Chuck McGill comes down, and, and I'm sitting there and thinking to myself, all right, if the heavens were going to part, they would part for Chuck McGill. Right. And so I, I tentatively stayed behind him thinking that he was just going to go get a golf cart with the cover and we'll just drive to our vehicle because he's Chuck McGill. Didn't happen. It didn't happen. Instead, <laughs> he's like, well, boys, see you later. He went into the rain, so I'm thinking, well, there's no, um, there's no stopping this now. We took off. You took off. I'm, like, behind you with the equipment. I know. You're moving a lot faster. You hadn't scrambled that fast since uh, you were a quarterback at Marshall. Against, uh, I think it was Miami, with Kuzno chasing me a little bit here, there, and yonder. But, you know, Chuck was parked right across from me, so when we both got in, you should have seen the water trail we yeah. had left behind. Okay, so <laughs> he was uh, drenched. I yeah. was drenched. I immediately turned the heat on the vehicle. I did, too. And I got home, hung everything up. Yeah. I had the hair, air just blasting me. <laughs> uh, usually I would make a stop at the radio station. I just waved at the radio I think station. You said this is express. This was express. So it's Huntington after dark. I'm going home. I'm wet. I'm going home. Right. Boom. Flew home. Got dry. And then, because uh, I had business in the morning. Yeah. I had Bengals business in the right. morning. As the Bengals won, they beat the Colts for the first time, I think, since Herbie was born in Indianapolis. And then the Cleveland Browns are taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. You've got your brown shirt on, and yeah. it's seconds to go. They're going to kick the field goal. The Browns are going to beat the, the Steelers. Steelers. They're going to end the losing streak, and it's blocked. Right. And then guess what? The Browns still at 0-0-1 have their best start in years. Since we were born, I think. The losing streak <laughs> is over. The winning right. just hasn't happened. Right. And, by the way, the refrigerator with all the delicious Bud Light is still locked because it does not lock unlock itself on a tie. It, it comes open. It a tie, right? It's a right. W only. Opens when it's winning. Okay. So when the Browns win, Cleveland can get intoxicated. Yeah. <laughs> but now then again, we're happy because the Bengals did a great job. Came and back. the Steelers. Yep. Browns, and the Browns have a chance to do that one. I was going, man, this, and then Marshall had won. I said, man, we're going to fun on Monday. 
And still, hey, a tie is better than a loss. So you got the brown shirt on. I was going to well, wear the Bengals because, gear. I know, only because my daughter yeah. lives near there and I got it on a fire sale. I, I was going to wear the Bengals gear, but I thought, you know what, M- Monday, that's great and all, but I got business on Thursday because the Ravens are in town. Are you going? No, I'm not. Okay. Because that game kicks off at 8.15 p.m. I know, that's not very smart. And I'm not taking the three hours to go up there. <laughs> not taking the three-hour tour with Gilligan. And then the three hours back. Because if you knew where I work, I would have to report bright and early. You'd probably have to drive straight in. Just yeah, park, exactly. Park right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just get a sleeper bus and there just you go. drive in. There you go. Here you go, Mr. Swan. It's uh, I'm ready here. to go. Yep. All right, let's bring you Friday. Yes. So that's uh, that was fun, NFL. And then uh, Aaron Rodgers, Mr. Multi-millionaire Aaron Rodgers goes down, and you're thinking, oh, no. And if you're a fantasy football player, oh no, you're sitting there going, oh, no, my quarterback is down. You probably had people already just scouring the draft wire, seeing if they can get someone in free agency. And then Aaron comes back and says, oh, no, don't worry. I'm I fine. got you. Don't worry. Fourth I got quarter, you. We need, it's t- good. we need some touches. Fine. And they do it. I mean, it's like you're sitting there knowing, Bears, I hate to tell you this, he's going to score enough to beat you i don't care what you do you can put 20 guys out there he's going to find a way to do it that's what he does so if you are a fantasy football player aaron Rodgers saved you if you are a madden ultimate team player that's the video game okay aaron Rodgers is still your best value he's your guy go to aaron Rodgers. i know one a friend of mine who has him on the team who was probably in tears and then at the end of the day he's ecstatic because he did it i won't mention any names but you know him won't mention names I'm going to mention a name. Okay. Chuck Landon. Yeah. I'm going to mention a name. Chuck's happy. You know why he's happy? Why? Because, one, the Browns didn't lose. And, two, it's Chuck Landon, the columnist from the Huntington Herald Dispatch. Right. It's his birthday. I was around Sunday and with some friends, and they're going like, Chuck let him have it, didn't he? I said, that's that's what he does. Yeah, but I'm not even talking about that. I'm just the fact that it's it's his birthday. Oh, yes. It's his birthday today. But he put a number. I think I know it, but I let it go with that. 59, right? He's 59, right? You know the old sources? I let it go. He's 59. Right. That's the number I'm going with. Yeah. You got the 5-9 candles. Yeah. You use those forevermore. You know how 29 (laughs) is the go-to number for years? Well, we can't go to 29 with him because we we know he's been around for a while. we can still go 5-9. 5-9. I'm going 5-9. So uh, happy 59th again birthday (laughs) to uh, Chuck Landon, the columnist for the Herald Dispatch. I wished him a happy birthday. You know what? I, you know, Just so he would know that I was sincere, I said go Browns. He would know. He would appreciate that. He did. Um, I thought he was in almost a cardiac arrest when I saw him t- today, and, and he had just recovered from that heart attack of yeah. me saying go Browns. Go Browns. Because I'm never going to say go Browns. That's That had to be biting a bullet for you to, I mean. That's his birthday. I know, but still, you're just, this, that it's doesn't happen. It's his birthday. You know, you draw a line, and I'm not crossing that line. But you did. Thank well, you. For I'm Chuck, sure he thanked you. For Chuck on his birthday, right. I will cross that line. It's not like I had to say go Steelers. No. That one you probably I'll never wouldn't. cross that line. I no. would unfriend people before I made I would, that. I would just duct tape across the mouth or something on that one. It ain't happening. Yeah. I, uh, I've ended relationships, I think, because <laughs> of the fact that they're Steelers fans right. and I'm not. Right. So, you know, I've ended potential relationships, too, because, again, I don't want my kids growing up to be Steelers fans. Black and gold? Yeah, no, I'm not no, doing no, it. No. I'm not doing it at all. Not my favorite colors. No. I mean, I would date a Browns fan before I would date a <laughs> Steelers fan. Okay. All right, we're, we're not going to get into that any know, further. Uh, we still had to put up with what Chuck wrote about. It was, it was not the prettiest W, but 
as Doc said, it's a W. I'll take it, and let's get on to the next one, depending on how with this one. We've got some cleanup before we move on to the next one because yeah. player interviews were today. We're going to get to those when we come back. Uh, we're going to start off with Isaiah Green and, and work our way down. Several player interviews from today. We'll have Doc Holliday tomorrow and a couple other interviews. Mitch Jacobs is going to join us tomorrow on the Propaganda program. Propaganda Man. Is that his name, Propaganda well, Man? Well, he brought it up, so I think when it sticks or applies. Propaganda so, Man. Yes. Plus, he's a great guy. Fair you know. enough. Yes. So we will come back, and we're going to hear from Isaiah Green and a couple of others on this edition of The Drive, presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Buckle up, Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center. Welcome back to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're coming to you today from the Union Pub and Grill. Every Monday, the special, you get $1.50 for your bottles or you can get $2 call shots. It's all right here at the Union Pub and Grill. The proprietor is here. Yes. Herb Stanley is here as I well. I was surprised, but he said he had a really it's, busy Saturday. It's and Monday. a lot to do. He's carrying boxes. He's working. It's Monday. It's, yes. it's the Monday after the Herds win right. over Eastern Kentucky. It was an ugly win. We, there yeah. were so many opportunities for the Herd to take advantage of. Unfortunately, they handed the ball back to Eastern <laughs> Kentucky several times. So, unfortunately, maybe not the outcome the fans wanted, but it's a win. Right. And so today in player interviews, uh, I didn't want to spend too much time with first questions to these guys. And first up, we caught up with Isaiah Green, the quarterback for the Thundering Herd. Before we go to Isaiah, what can you say about his performance? This is week number two for him, and it was a little bit more of an adverse challenge for him. Right. More adversity for him. How do you think he performed? He got it done. I mean, his numbers were similar to Ohio. I mean, the Miami game. Maybe like three yards more, three touchdown passes. Uh, he's got his targets out there, Obi and uh, Tyree. A lot, I, I wrote down notes. A lot of times those touchdown catches, they just beat him a one-on-one, jump ball, whatever. They got it done. So I think he would probably go there okay. But he would also say, guys, offensive line, we got to do a better job of blocking because we cannot be one-dimensional, one-point-half-dimensional. we got to get a running game, 89 yards. You know, your leading rusher, as we mentioned, was a wide receiver. I'm sure that did not sit well with him and the coach and everybody else. Well, Isaiah Green, yeah, Isaiah Green in that game, 23-39, one interception, 278 yards, three touchdowns, one sack. And I asked Isaiah about Eastern Kentucky, just trying to get him to give me his feel about how tough this team was. And here's his thoughts on that as we move ahead to South Carolina. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty good game. It wasn't as pretty as we liked it, but we came out with the win, so that's all that matters. Were they as tough as you guys uh, were prepped on thought they would be? Well, yeah, we don't we don't really look past any opponent. We prepare just as we were playing a conference game, you know. So we we look at every team as a tough opponent because it's the next game we got to play. Whenever you look ahead to an opponent like this, obviously it's closer closer to a lot of people that you know mm-hmm. being uh, being from Georgia. What? What goes through your mind when you think the big opponent closer to home? Like, is this an exciting time for you? Yeah, it's it's an exciting time because you know this it's the, the the game everybody dreamed of playing. Like, you get to go to a, a big stadium, play against a good opponent. You know, it'll be a really good test for our team to see where we are right now. 
what challenges do you expect to see from them? I know, obviously, SEC defense and things like that, but, but what in particular are you all looking to improve on from last week and what you have to watch out for from them? Uh, we just really just plan on staying stand and in within our framework, you know, not, not trying to do too much, just controlling what we can control and see, see where it goes from there. How much have you heard about the history 20 years ago mm-hmm. this year? Uh, you know, Marshall went down there and won. Have people yeah. been chiming in on that throughout the yeah. community when you talk to them? Yeah, about? I've been told a couple of times the last time Marshall played South Carolina, we got to win. So hopefully let's make it two in a row. You had 10 different receivers. Can you talk about the confidence you have in your receiving core and how anybody on the, on the roster seems like can catch mm-hmm. passes? Yeah, I feel like anybody that, that gets in the game, can can make a play for us, so I don't I don't shy away from throwing the ball to anybody. So we got playmakers, and I just want to get the ball in their hands and let them do what they do after they get it. You look at you know, week one, Tyree. Obviously, mm-hmm. everybody's going to look at that the following week. Ob yeah. steps up. How how good is it to have that balance on both sides of the ball, and how much easier does it make it for you? It makes it a lot easier because now that Ob's made himself a threat, not people can't just sit back and. You know, play man coverage and just double cover Tyree because we have other players that can also make plays. So that that made a huge impact. I know that um, you know week one you were able to hit gains, but so far you know Obi and, and Tyree have been the playmakers. How you know how do you look to get some of those inside guys and, and mm-hmm. get through the progression? Yeah, is I'm, it just what basically what you're taking, or is it all right? Let's look to get the Marcells and, and mm-hmm. some of those guys the ball too. Just spread the same. Well. Honestly, I'm just taking what every defense gives me, not trying to do too much, staying within myself. You know, whoever gets the ball, that's who who gets the ball when I'm going through my my progression. So I'm not really forcing anything, just trying to go through my reads as, as normal and just find a way to get the ball to other players. You look and, and there's a you know the chance of, of some potential weather down there, mm-hmm. but uh, you all played in that the other day. How did how did the experience Saturday sort of get you ready for for what you might face this weekend? Yeah, you know we don't really worry about the weather too much. We just focus on controlling what we can control. You know, so we're gonna show up and if it rains, then it rains. If not, we just we're gonna play the game regardless. You feel any more pressure on your shoulders in a, in a game like Saturday, this past Saturday, when the the running game. Was it clicking on all cylinders? Does that mm-hmm. you feel like you have more pressure on you? Uh, not necessarily. Got to step up and make more plays through the air. We, we couldn't get it going on the ground, so obviously we had to take it through the air. And I think we pretty good, did a pretty good job of that. Two hundred and seventy-eight yards receiving total. He had multiple receivers. Tyree Brady had uh, sixty-six yards in that game. Xavier gained sixty yards. Uh, Obi Obiallo had 60 yards. You go down the list, several guys got touches because the running game just wasn't there. And so he found guys who were open and took advantage of it. I know, I really, listening to his responses, is like it boils down to two things. Things that I can control, I worry about, we'll take you know, into consideration. Things I can't, I don't worry about, like if it rains this weekend or some other issues. He's, he's pretty much focused on himself. And he said at the same time, Obi, Tyree, one-on-one situations, it's great to have that luxury. If the running game's not there, we work harder to make it move another way. So very sharp on his part. Yeah. Keon Davis in that game could not find open space. It was very tough for him and for Tyler King. Keon had 12 attempts for 21 yards. He lost two yards, so he gets to keep 19 of them. (laughs) He was averaging 1.6 yards a carry. That's not good. That's not good. 
But, Regardless of who you play, that's not going to work. No, that's not good at all. But uh, we talked to Keon today, got his thoughts on how tough Eastern Kentucky was as we are looking ahead now to South Carolina. Here's Keon Davis from earlier today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, played a tough, tough, hard, hard-nosed game, to be honest. I give them credit. So, But at the same time, we, 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 we messed around and turned the ball over four times. To beat no five times to be uh, be exact. So if you do that and give a good team those um, uh, moments, just hang around in the game, then that's what's going to happen. How does a team keep its focus with that adversity? I mean, you're you're basically killing yourselves. I mean, it's nothing they're doing out there. It's it's more on you guys. I mean, what are you guys doing to keep yourself in the moment knowing that, okay, we're going to get that back? Because I know Doc talks about adversity. Well, there was adversity there. I mean, it was manufactured adversity. Um, to be honest, you know, the adversity hit. So it's all about how how you're going to react to it. Either you're going to um, take your head on or you're going to fold. And obviously we took your head on, took the challenge head on. Was that a frustrating night for you guys in the running game? I mean, you couldn't get it on track as you did the previous week. Does frustration set in at all? I mean, I know Isaiah picked that for you guys, and with you and Tyler, was that a frustrating night? Absolutely not. It wasn't. We won. At the end of the day, if it takes, that's what I have to take to win, I'm all in. I'd rather feel good about... uh, the yardage I had with the W than the yardage I had with the loss. So, at the end of the day, as long as we're doing getting those instead of those, I'm fine. Were they doing anything different defensively that maybe you didn't see on film to, to slow down the running game? Um, uh, they load the box. They load the box. Yeah. Try to make our quarterback throw, and obviously we still was able to move the ball. So, that's what. That's the only thing that I can say. So it's more of a, you know, they knew that, okay, if we stop you, maybe we can get them passing-wise. I mean, it was, you know, they were basically thinking they could beat uh, yeah, yeah, you guys that, down. Yep. You could say something like uh, freshman quarterback, load the box, let's see if he really can throw the ball, make decisions. So I think he three touchdowns, something like that. So. They slowed you down, but they really didn't stop you. And I think that's fair because you still were productive, even though it, you know, maybe you just weren't getting the big chunks of yardage you guys wanted to see. Oh yeah, um, I don't care how 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 it comes. It can be a ugly, ugly catches, ugly runs. As long as we putting six on the board, um, cool. Obviously, in the one time in the red zone, we put three on the board. But, you know, as an offense, you try to count by six. It's not threes. Now we're two games in, and I think teams will see that, all right, if you do try to stop the run, you're going to have to contend with the pass. I think that's going to open up for you guys a little bit more because you're going to have to play honest. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, it's, it's obviously you got to pick your poison, to be honest. But um, it's a lot of talented teams out there, man. They got good players, too, on defense. Some – just choose which one they want to choose. So that's that.
excited going up against an SEC team, uh, or is it just more business as usual for you guys? Oh, man, uh, it's both, to be honest. At the end of the day, it's the next opponent. Um, of course, you know, when he was about this big, you know, you thought of big moments. Um, you kind of try to define yourself of what type of player I am in games like these. So we're excited, uh, ready to take on the task at hand and get after it. What do you guys know about South Carolina? What have you seen earlier? Or at least what do you know? Um, I really haven't looked at the film just yet, but obviously it's an SEC school. They're going to be bigger, stronger, faster. So from that, just that alone, um, got to come, come with the A game. To be honest, fans been talking about. It, I'm sure and you heard, yeah, you know, because Marshall's beaten South Carolina before, so uh, yeah, there's that history there a little bit. Fans, you know, remember that time. It was an exciting win then, so you know, have the fans, or at least have, have they been in your ear a little bit, saying, "Hey, we beat them before, we're gonna get them again." No, sir. I don't even. I didn't even know we played South Carolina. I probably was not even born. Um, no. No. Twenty-one years no, ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. I Maybe. probably was born. <laughs> you remember? Yeah, yeah. Just a little thing. Yeah, teeny weeny. Um, but really, I'm. What what I try to do, and and me and the guys try to do, we keep it in her, within her. You know, let it come out on the field throughout the week. Yeah, we know who we playing. We understand what's going on. Um, I don't know how many fans they will have, but I'm pretty sure it's 70-some thousand out there. I mean, wow, that's crazy. But at the end of the day, when you're on that field and that ball kicked to you or thrown to you, hand out to you, if you tune that out, obviously you wouldn't even be focused on the crowd, like, to be honest. Um, so we just trying to lock in and get ready to roll. Yeah, because you're not playing the crowd. You're playing the guys in front of you. Absolutely. The crowd don't know what's going on, that's what's going on down there. All they see is oohs and ahs, you know, but that's about it. Welcome back to the <laughs> Union Pub and Grill. Woody Woodrum, he has uh, walked in as uh, we end our interview with Keon Davis. Uh, I think uh, everyone just had a cardiac arrest over there at the uh, the, the bar area. Um, I'll just lean into you. How you doing? Well, well you missed the, we missed the end of your interview because the National Weather Service was telling us it might rain. <laughs> Did you know it would rain? Maybe we had a Brown Steelers game going yesterday when the weatherman took 20 minutes to talk about it going up Elk River, where hardly anybody lives except my relatives. <laughs> I'm sur- away from the game. I'm surrounded by Browns fans. <sighs> We're going to take our next break. We'll come back. Don't forget, we are here at the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. $1.50 bottles. I'm sure Woody's about ready to go hit one of those right now. $2 call shots. And, of course, we are presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Belltown Hearing Aid Center. Welcome back. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 today at the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. The Monday special, $1.50 bottle, and the $2 call shot. If you haven't been to the Union Pub and Grill, this is the best day to do it. Yes, all days are good. But all days are good, good, but if you're just going to pick one day just to show up, this is the perfect day. The number's very agreeable. If you come through the door. True. Plus, we've got two football games today. Two 
not one, but two Monday night football games. So you've got double the fun coming up tonight here. But we're talking Marshall, Thundering Herd, getting past Eastern Kentucky, now moving on to South Carolina. But we still uh, have some interviews we want to get to right. just to wrap that game up, put the nice little bow on it. We'll be doing that for the next couple of days. As one of the players that found the ball, Obi Obialo. Now, if you're looking for wide receivers, you might have a couple to go to if you are Isaiah Green. Yes. Because right now, this is still a work in progress, I think, offensively. You're trying to find your find your way. And the rushing attack had a, a little hiccup here. Yes. But receiving, Tyree Brady got his. Keon Davis had a few. Um, Xavier Gaines had a few. And then there's Obi Obialo. You look at his numbers. Two touchdowns, a 60-yard performance, and he had a long of 40. So, And he only had a two receptions. So Made him count. Every time he touches the ball, it's a touchdown. And here's Obi. Uh, asked Obi to start out just to talk a little bit about Eastern Kentucky and how tough they were. No matter what, FBS, FCS, we're all going gonna, gonna to come out and uh, try and compete like we're playing the number one team in the nation. They really came out and played. Uh, I mean, you probably felt like they were playing like the number one team in the nation. Just in, in their effort, because um, they just wouldn't go away. I mean, you guys had the lead, and, you know, that was pretty secure, but they still just wouldn't go away at all. Yeah, I mean, we had a, a couple mistakes in uh, special teams, stuff like that. But uh, yeah, uh, hats out to them. They had a they played a pretty good, pretty good game, and uh, uh, yeah, we came out with the win though. So that's all. You got the win, so you're happy there. But how frustrating was that just to, to know that things weren't going right for the special teams guys? And uh, they made it a little difficult. I mean, they weren't trying to put you guys in positions. But still, it was had to be difficult knowing that this could have been a, a bigger blowout or just a bigger victory if you guys didn't have to go through that adversity. Uh, I mean, a win is a win, but we definitely had adversity and stuff like that. But uh, we did a good job just trying to overcome it and just really just trying to get that W. Probably nice to just get out of the locker room and play, right? So wait about three and a half hours like mm-hmm. the previous week. Uh, talk about playing at home for the first time last week and what that was like. Uh, it was fun seeing all the fans there, seeing the, the We Are Marshall chant. It was a it was a nice experience, definitely. And now you, you'll go down south and you'll get into, or you won't hear the We Are Marshall chant, maybe from a small section, but can you talk about going and, and playing in uh, that kind of atmosphere and, and what you might be expecting? Uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be a fun one. Uh, it's on national TV and uh, it's an SEC team, so we're excited about that. And uh, we're ready to bring the exposure and put that M on the map. How about uh, facing any SEC team? You see that SEC logo on that on that field? It's got to jack you up. Yeah, it does. Uh, it does definitely. Uh, but we're ready for it. We've been practicing spring, summer, and uh, we're ready for the challenge, no matter what. How much do you know about them, or you know, maybe not just as a team wise, but yeah. you, know, you personally, what do you know going into this one? Uh, I've watched a couple. I've watched uh, some film from Georgia, but I don't. Right now, I don't know too much. But that'll change later today once I get in the film room and watch some of the some of the game film. What was your impression of that Georgia game? Uh, I mean, the defense—they're pretty uh, athletic, they're fast, and uh, just typical, just SEC defense. 
Jordan's pretty good too. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Obi talking a little bit about SEC country. Uh, yeah, Georgia is pretty good too. They are. But remember a year ago when they went down to NC State, everybody went, and all of a sudden, through two and a half quarters, they're ahead. So I, I don't think there'll be a deer in the headlights, so to speak. I think they know what the business in hand. Doc will have them focused. And right now, the biggest question mark will be the weather. Yeah, hopefully, they can get there and play. Maybe you have to push it back to Sunday. We shall see. But uh, looking ahead this week, I know you got our, our propaganda man on uh, Tuesday. And Wednesday, I look forward to listening to Andrew Ramsbacker, who used to work for us and cover Marshall. Now he's doing South Carolina. I read his story today, so I can't wait to hear you talk to Andrew on see, Wednesday. Dave shows up to the staff meeting, so he knows the show rundown for Tuesday <laughs> and Wednesday. Oh, by the way, that's Mitch Jacobs he's referring to. Yes. Uh, I love Mitch, but I, when he made that statement, that's going to stick with him in my, in my book. I love it. I'll tell you what, uh, we're going to take our next break, come back. Uh, we're going to hear from a guy who probably uh, had a long night on the field, and that's Malik Gant. Defense had to step up, and we'll talk to Malik when we continue with this edition of The Drive. We're presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're coming to you today from the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue and Honey 10, the Monday special, $1.50 bottle, $2 call shot. Monday night football coming up tonight, so you have an opportunity to watch not one but two football games and take advantage of the Monday special. I want to welcome you back to The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center. I'm Paul Swan with Dave Walsh, and one guy, Dave, that really probably had to pack an extra lunch, <laughs> make sure he had a couple of lunch pails right. on the sideline, was Malik Gant because the defense was put to work. The special teams units did not do anybody any favors. But if you're a defensive guy and you love to get back on the field, well, you love this game on. That was your cue, Dave. That was my cue. <laughs> that was your cue. I would say he was very busy. Sometimes you think when there's a sudden you have to go back out again. When the ball hits somebody, you're going like, what is going on here? But Mr. Malik Gant, as a linebacker, your duties are going to get you a lot of tackles because the lineman – get rid of the people, give you a chance to make the tackle, or you use your speed to run people down. He did everything the other night. And I'm sure when it was all over, he was probably in the locker room going, thank goodness I can rest a little bit and get ready for the next one because uh, that was a long, long evening. But like everybody else, he'll go, W, all that matters. One breakup, he also had 11 total tackles, two solo, nine assists, and he had one tackle for loss, and that cost Eastern Kentucky a yard. And I asked the man himself, what do you think about Eastern Kentucky? That was a tougher team out there than uh, maybe a lot of fans thought about. And here's his thoughts on Eastern Kentucky. Yeah, most definitely. We uh, went to that game not uh, undermining the opponent or going into the game just thinking it was going to be an easy game or just a walkover or anything like that. We knew they was going to come out and give us the best game. Uh, anytime we step on the field or playing at home, we know everybody's going to give us their best best. Uh, what is the best chance or whatever. We, uh, Coach uh, Doc always tells us, lock the gates and play our most physical game, play fast and physical all the time. So that was our main mindset going into the game. Were they doing anything in particular that was just uh, 
From the uh, defensive side of the ball, we uh, was just focused on what the schemes and stuff that we focused on during the week and what the coaches were uh, telling us what they like to do and the certain formations and certain things, they, the tendencies they had. And that's basically they matched up throughout the entire game. It was just certain things or certain little things we could uh, do better on when we got into the red zone to stop them from getting into it. Yeah, going into the uh, the game, we really we knew that they were threats as a uh, as a run team. Most definitely, Come, coming off a week where they ran four hundred yards running uh, rushing, we were already uh, our coach really stressed that one is that they their backs was focused on running downhill and getting them extra yards and extra. Uh, Yards after contact and things like that. So throughout the whole week, he, uh, our coaches just pressed on us with aggressiveness on the tackles and focusing on the tackles more than more than usual. And now you go into uh, SEC schools, South Carolina, mm-hmm. like Georgia. What are your thoughts about going down to SEC country and playing a team? Like uh, we just got to bring our A game, play it to the uh, play to the point, uh, opponent, uh, play to the atmosphere, get uh, used to the atmosphere, and just play martial football. Just another opponent then, really. I mean, so you're, you're playing on a big stage. Mm-hmm. Still, yeah, they, they, they play the same way you guys do. Yeah, they, they strap on their equipment just like uh, football never changes. Your body is the only thing that really changes. Like, throughout my, my entire life of playing football, that's the my mindset I took to every game is you're playing against humans at the end of the day. You're playing against the same person that they strap up the equipment the same way you strap up. Just the preparation is what makes it a difference. Before the game, is that something that maybe the, just the fans, even the media, we, we get into more than the football players? Okay, you're playing an SEC team, you're playing at a big football stadium. Mm-hmm. I mean, the field's the same. You guys really don't look at that, right? No, most definitely. And our coaches uh, make sure we don't look at that uh, standpoint. We look at mostly, like, the little, the more little things that probably the fans and uh, everybody outside of the football that's playing the actual sport can't really see. we more on the preparation, the technique, the schemes, and all that. The, the little things, not really the big things. So when you, I mean, so when you go to that stadium, you know, there's no looking up, like, wow, none of that's really going on. Not really. Uh, my first experience was probably last year, NC State game. Actually, like, going into the game, I didn't really, at any point of the time, it was probably only one time where I really looked up and, and seen how many people were really there. I'd be so, like, zoned in and, like, focused on what is, what's the task at hand, basically, with the co- and the coaches help with that. Same time, this is uh, it's a pretty big time. Yeah, big stage, especially. Uh, Doc told us that it's gonna be a big, a uh, whole different atmosphere for everybody. Almost just except for like certain coaches and that been there before on that certain level and played against teams like that. But for us players, it's gonna be a huge experience. So really, no pressure. Just go out and win. Just go out and play regular football. It's just another stage, another field. We all we have to play on the same field, same football field. Just have to play in the, against a different atmosphere, basically. I think we have to just uh, execute on, uh, let me see, more on third downs and more in the red zone. Like, uh, more sudden change downs, like after turnovers and stuff like that. I think uh, from week one to week two, I think we've made, made let me see, a big step towards getting better and better and making sure the little things are getting executed and the big things are always getting executed. Turnovers. Uh, there were a few. In yeah, most definitely. Um, 
How are you guys on the field? I mean, you know you got to go back out there and get the work mm-hmm. in, and you were put in some situations where mm-hmm. you, know, you really had to go out there and earn it on yeah. Saturday. You know? What were you guys saying to each other or you know, those guys saying, look, all right, you know, it's okay, we're going to take care of it. What was going on? As soon as the, uh, we got on the field, we just remember all our coaching and all like, the coaches telling us that sudden change, sudden change, sudden change. Don't worry about the the whatever situation we're in or how we got into it. Just know that y'all, y'all been prepared for this moment. Coach Fuller always tells us you've been prepared for this moment. You trained for this moment, so don't panic. You're already prepared for it. Just go out there and do what you know best. Do your job. Like Coach Price always says, just do your job and you'll be fine. Everybody does. 11 people on the field do their job. Then we're off the field and three downs or whatever it is. Doc always talks about adversity as well. Um, yeah, most definitely. Like As soon as we get on the field, uh, we think about Doc during practice switching the size of the field, saying sudden change, sudden change. And that's what we all have in our mindset. Like As soon as we had to get on the field, like after a special teams turnover or anything like that, we're all saying to each other, sudden change, sudden change. Don't sweat it. Don't sweat it. We good. We good. Y'all just toughen down and we good. We got it. We got it. We prepared already. Uh, oh yeah. It's a like really it's like a family for real. Like everybody's talking to everybody. We all know everybody's tendencies. What gets one person mad? What gets another person mad? When to calm another person down, or when to not talk to a certain person after a certain play, or to talk to them when they do need it, or certain people that don't really need to get talked to after a bad play. Like, even the chemistry with me and the corner Chris Jackson, I know if a bad play happened, I don't have to talk to him. I know that he, in his own mind, he he knows he has what it takes to the next play. He He's already focused back on to do better. So we had that little chemistry. It's throughout the whole defense. Everybody has, like, that duo uh or that family feeling, we feel like we okay. We know, we understand what you're gonna go through and what you're gonna come out and bounce back. We uh, we haven't really looked at their film yet. Probably, uh, going into today, this will probably be like our first real day of film study and really looking at the schemes and what they like to do. That's Malik Gant. Sudden change, Dave. Sudden That's change. That's the big word on defense. That's the word of the day, sudden change. You're three and out. They punt. Next thing you know, we're back in again. He goes, okay, we're a little closer to the goal line. Coach, prepare the force. We buckle down. Do our best to keep him out of the end zone. Sudden change is big on defense because you think you're going to get a break, and all of a sudden you're back out on the field. But they prepare for it, and they executed the other night pretty well. They would not go away, though. No. Easterns, they hung around. One of those things like hang around, hang around. Why is this game not over? But – in the end, they got the W. It wasn't the prettiest, but they got the W. And they've done that to other teams. So played with Kentucky. Probably should have beat Kentucky when right. they played them. They beat Miami of Ohio a few years ago. So going into a FBS school and trying to take them down is not a, uh, a, a task that they're ill-equipped to take no, they on. They didn't get in, into the uh, zone and go with the bright lights, got them in there. No, they were very comfortable in that environment. And same with Marshall last year at NC State. You're in the midway through the third quarter, NC State fans going, oh, why are we behind? And then Marshall made a couple of mistakes that they capitalized on and pulled it out. So we'll see what happens this week. And that's going to do it for this edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 9. We're presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center. I want to thank the staff of the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. The Monday special, <laughs> $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots. Coming up next, we'll have the statewide sports line. Followed by the Neal and Pruitt Show right here on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Good night, everyone.
Station.